Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, offering quality live programming with holistic, spiritual, psychic, and metaphysical hosts. A warm welcome to Sirius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Sirius Radio Live invites you to discover the fascinating truth about karma, life on other planets, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, and much more, which were revealed through Dr. George King between 1954 and 1997. Today's hosts, Chrissy and Gary Blaze, will be talking about King Yoga, the key to personal development. So, well, I'm very much looking forward to this show. So without further ado, I give you Chrissy and Gary Blaze. Thank you very much, Noemi, and hello, everybody. And uh, a warm welcome today to our producer today. It's Noemi Bates, uh, broadcasting from London. And this is your host, Chrissy Blaze, and I'm broadcasting from Michigan in the USA. And today I welcome my guest, who happens to be not only a fellow teacher and traveler on this path, but also my husband, Gary Blaze. Hi, Gary. <laughs> welcome to Ethereus Radio Live. Hello there, Chrissy, and uh, hello there, Noemi. Thank you for all your help. Well, thank you very much for coming on today to talk about King Yoga as a key for personal development. And as regular listeners will know, because we have talked about this topic before, King Yoga is the name given to the path of development through service, through study of the teachings, through spiritual practice, through the society's global healing missions. The name King Yoga was given in honor of the founder of the Aetherius Society and founder of the powerful path that the society offers, the renowned spiritual master who's always at the center of our shows, Dr. George King. And personal development or spiritual development is one aspect of King Yoga. And while it incorporates <clears throat> some of the classic yoga fundamentals, pranayama, uh, concentration, contemplation, meditation, and so on. It is unique to our master, Dr. King, in many ways. Among other things, he always kept in mind that he was teaching many people who were Westerners, for example, with busy lives and tailored practices so that these could be taught um, in an extremely effective way, but a simple way so that people could incorporate them into their lives quite easily. He was a very practical master, among many other things. And Gary and I have been working on, been preparing a series of personal development classes based on not only the ancient yogas, but also on our master's unique, uh, elevated, but as I say, very practical approach. And one book we highly recommend for this is the classic textbook on King Yoga, Realize Your Inner Potential by Dr. George King and Richard Lawrence. And for those listeners near Royal Oak, Michigan, we plan to launch what we'll be, we believe will be really an incredible series in February next year. So if you're interested, please do contact us through our website, Aetherius, 
SiriusMI.org, SiriusMI.org. So first of all, Gary, hello. Can you explain to the listeners what is meant exactly by personal development? Does one have to be on a spiritual path to really get serious about developing oneself spiritually? Or is this something that everybody can and should be doing? Well, to um, say it very briefly, we have to, first of all, understand that we're, we're not bodies um, trying to become spiritual, but we're spiritual beings, deeply spiritual divine beings, continuing and trying to um, unveil most of this, most, as much of the spirituality as we can in, through material existence and through experience. Um, I do want to say that regarding the spiritual path, everyone, there's no, everyone is on the spiritual path whether they consciously realize it or not. There's nothing outside of this. And, you know, it's not something that you need to join a club to access. You don't need a secret handshake. You don't need a mystical signet ring in order to be a part of it. It's not like a closed group. But everyone certainly when we're referring to on this planet uh, and all evolution, but everyone on this planet is on a spiritual path. Some people are just on it uh, far more consciously. And um, what I like to, an analogy I like to use is this uh, temple of enlightenment or ascension. It's on top of a, a mystic mountain shining uh, in, in the heavens above. And it's mostly shrouded by clouds, and we can't see it, but we know it's there. We've been told it's there, and we have brief glimpses of it. And um, the, to reach this temple in the clouds, this uh, temple of enlightenment, there's many paths. And we can see, if we step back and look, and we see people walking on this path. Some are walking fast, briskly. Some are slow, methodical. Uh, some try and take shortcuts, and some are stopping for a rest. And others, for one reason or another, give up, and they walk back down. But this path, this spiritual path, is one that's long, hard, and some call it the razor's edge. But in reality, the spiritual path is the only thing uh, that we're all moving towards it's a path of greatness it's a path of something that as we traverse it it will the, our benefits of it that we gain from it our advancement will stay with us throughout all our lives so um and one other thing i want to talk about with that is that uh, a, a beautiful quote which sort of illustrates this from a different way and it's from the karmic lord mars sector six and he says, you stand today at one side of a mighty chasm. Across that chasm, there is a thin yet strong bridge. Tarry a while. Gather together your strength. Put your hand in the hand of your true, active faith. And cross surely, bravely, decisively this chasm to our own becoming." That light can be the means to guide you to your victory, to your spiritual enlightenment, 
and to the very portal of your ascension. And like anything, we, we gain the greatest progress, rewards, and accomplishment by channeling all our energy in one direction. If we want to be a, a to maximize our potential as a pianist, to become a concert pianist, we need to focus in that direction. And we can't maximize our <clears throat> excuse me our results if we're trying to be a pianist and an artist and an author and a sports star. And the same thing is with spiritual uh, pursuits. We need to channel all our energy of our one direction if we really want to achieve accomplishment in our chosen path. I had a teacher of the internal martial arts who may have recognized maybe something within me, uh, because I've always liked to be a student, I've always liked to study. And uh, actually she said um, that reminded me in a very profound way that we can't find water or enlightenment by digging many shallow wells. We can't find this by moving from here to there to there to there. But we will find success and reach our spiritual goals if we focus all our energy in one direction and dig that one deep well with energy, with our enthusiasm, and with our focused perseverance. And we all know that the importance of having the best teacher possible in this journey to this great temple of enlightenment and ascension in the clouds is essential to help us reach our goals, to maximize our spiritual potential, and to be a guiding hand when we all will stumble. There's some very good points there, Gary, and I quite agree that so many people... Uh, try this path and this path and this path, but really the secret is to choose well. As one of the uh, of our teachings says, stand fast, and then you will know God. But another thing that you mentioned I think is really important is, the, is having the best teacher, because many people I come across uh, now believe that we don't need teachers, that we should be our own teachers. But, you know, finding a teacher has always been a part of, of traditions, whether, as you say, it's the martial arts or, or whether it's spirituality. And I know that we can learn from books, of course, but we can only go so far without a teacher, I believe. Is this something you agree with? Absolutely. I think everyone agrees with that. Going back to my analogy earlier, if you want to be the best musician, uh, it's very difficult to reach that on your own. You need an accomplished musician, uh, accomplished singer or sports uh, star to help guide you, uh, to put you on the right path, to monitor you uh, in, uh, in order to reach your goals. And, you know, I believe the Lord Buddha said, be a light unto yourself. And that is true. Once we reach a certain stage of enlightenment, we can draw on that and uh, become not only our own teacher, but to be teachers for others. But I think an important quote um, uh, that the Master talked about, uh, about teachers and the importance of teachers. And he even said, I believe, that you, know, you can only get so far with books and, and, and other sources of material. Sooner or later, if you want to really progress, if you really want to take it further, you should have 
a teacher or access to a path that has a teacher that can act as a guidance for you. And this quote where the master said, he said, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. And this too, he said, is an absolute fact. The teacher has to, by law, take the next step with those pupils who are ready. If he cannot do so, then the right teacher is brought along to be able to do so. In other words, when the pupil is ready for the next essential step onward, they will be able then, karmically, be able to take that step. They will be helped in one way or another to take that step. So that's another role of a teacher. And I, you know, we all think there's maybe part of a new age movement that, well, let's just tiptoe through the tulips to our own tunes. But uh, maybe it's me, but I've always been someone who, since I was young, uh, sort of had a deep feeling of excitement and enthusiasm and a draw to being part, to have a physical teacher, to being part of something greater than myself. And uh, we certainly found this through King Yoga, have we not? Yes, indeed. And Gary, um, for the listeners, you, you were, you, you are still a, a disciple of Dr. King and you worked closely with him where he lived in, in Los Angeles for many years, many decades, I believe, until his passing. And you worked with him on a daily basis, you ate with him, you knew him not only as your master but also as a man. And I know originally you were from you were born in Michigan and you were here, you found the Ethereum Society in Michigan. So uh, but then you were in Los Angeles with Dr. King for I believe thirty years. So what is it that sort of inspired you to, to move, to be closer to him? Well, maybe it was sort of this innate seed I, I had um, of always wanting to find a teacher to be a... Uh, even in the martial arts, we were taught how to pay homage to uh, other teachers and actually, ironically, learn how to make tea, if people uh, can mm-hmm. appreciate that one. Um, but I met the master in November of 1974 when, when he came to Michigan uh, to do some publicity and bring a, a prayer power battery. And we had a fantastic session there. I think it was 180 people. And uh, I had the opportunity to be sort of a personal assistant, assistant for him in many ways when he was there. And I knew, I knew in my heart that this man was something special. And um, when the book, The Great White Brotherhood Accepts Initiates, came out, um, I had a room that used to be my... Uh, Let's listen to some LP rooms with the friends and black lights and posters and things, which gradually turned into my little meditation room. But in there, I did a few 12 blessings, and I read the book, Great Bright Brotherhood Accepts Initiates. And in there, something really stood out, Chrissy. And the reason I I'm not, don't want to talk about myself per se, but the message, I think, and how I benefit from this concept many times in my life is something that maybe we all should think about. And in the book, the Master said, Do not wait to be asked, as many of you have done, but offer your assistance and thereby invoke the karmic law on your behalf. That's the key. Offer your assistance and invoke the karmic law on your behalf, as well as take advantage of even greater opportunities which you now have to help yourself. So in this room... um, which still had a couple 
I think a Jimi Hendrix poster still up. I never took that down at that time yet. But in that room, I wrote a letter to the master. And inspired by the words in the Great Right Brotherhood Accepts Initiates, I offered myself any way to him, to the cosmic plan, to the cosmic masters. And in some ways it was maybe a flight of fancy because I was uh, still very young and uh, had met him just briefly and thinking that, well, (laughs) uh, what could I really offer? And uh, a short time later I came home from the Theory Society and there's a package. It was from Los Angeles, and a package in a letter. And there was a letter from the master responding to my request. And he said, and he sort of called you out right off the bat. It was a nice letter. But he said, essentially, Gary, if you mean what you say, <laughs> which is very sort of like right, cuts right to the chase, if you mean what you say, um, you'll join uh, me and the staff here in Los Angeles be part of my staff. And to sort of top it off, he included a, a want ad section from the Los Angeles Times, the classifieds. And if people uh, are old enough to remember the at that time, all of the job uh, listings were in the classifieds of a physical paper. And so he sent that as well, which basically said, you've got no excuse now, boy. And uh, a few months later, I moved uh, to Los Angeles, and and that was it. I wasn't there. I was with the master for 21 years before he passed. But the thing that struck me is how absolutely genuine. You know, people on the outside can, can read some of the Ethereum Society material or the King Yoga or hear podcasts or different things, and it can say, well, it, it sounds a bit out there, but the fountainhead of this organization um, he is so genuine he is so committed he is uh, so committed to truth and he's such an incredible loving focus man a focus master that maybe the vision of my youth finally manifested when I got to spend some time with him uh, one time at, at lunch, uh, the master at an East gave an Easter, Easter address where he gave the uh, full name, complete name of the Master Jesus. And we were at lunch afterwards, and he was, at the, of course, at the head of the table, and he had his head down, and he was very quiet. And um, later I talked to him, and I told him my feeling was that it was very difficult for him to release this information the full name of the Master Jesus, to the public, considering his uh, connection with them. And, and, and he was right. And um, uh, He's such an incredible man, such an incredible master. We're so blessed. Uh, uh, another way, which is a little bit lighter, uh, I used to be part of giving him healing. At this time, one of my first times giving him healing, I was at his feet, and he's laying flat on his bed, and there were some people working at the head of the uh, uh, up further. And my job was to pump some energy into the fleet feet to give sort of a base, sort of flow of prana to draw on. And I sat at this was on my knees at his feet, and I was a new guy, and I just started pumping energy in, completely oblivious to what may be needed. It was like, Bob, <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to pump. I'm going to give you this energy, Master. It's going to flow, and I'm sending it in. I'm sending it in. And he's laying in bed, and all of a sudden he sits up with his head, and he goes, boy, um, 
I appreciate that, but you can sort of back off a little. <laughs> and uh, uh, so, I mean, we're just blessed to have a contact with him, a link with him. And we know uh, through the other teachings, if we've never physically met him, we still have this link with him. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Gary, for sharing those personal stories. But I think they're, I think they're relevant uh, to everyone of us on this spiritual path, because if we keep to the path, the opportunities will come. And I think sometimes it takes confidence uh, to take those opportunities. But I, I just want to say, just as Gary took the opportunity and never regretted it, I think it's the same with all of us. When the opportunities come, have the confidence to take them, because it's a You'll get these signs along the path, and uh, when you take them, there's a flow, and another one will come, and another one will come. So thank you very much for that. But let's, Gary, let's uh, focus a little bit more on the topic of today, that is specifically uh, King Yoga. Along with King Yoga, I think it's important to say that um, when people get serious about their yoga practice, their spiritual practices, um, the important thing is to sustain them. And there are times when we have things that happen in our lives and, and we may break off for a short time. But it's always important to go back and sustain your practice. And I've, I, in classes, people get sort of despondent by not being able to progress fast enough. And there's like a graph that I try and illustrate of progress. And for a long time, if you visualize this graph, move, graph moving horizontally, it's like a flat plane where there's not much progress, just a little progress. But if you stick with it, then that progress Well, apologies for that. We seem to have lost uh, Gary and Chrissy uh, at the moment. So we are hoping that they'll be able to uh, reconnect with us and uh, continue with the show. Well, apologies for that. I've just been informed that, uh, unfortunately, Gary and Chrissy has got a power cut, and um, until they're able to reconnect, I'm afraid uh, they won't be able to join the show. So far, it's been absolutely fascinating, and I would like to thank Gary and Chrissy uh, for sharing such uh, personal experiences, particularly uh, Gary Blaze, and it's truly inspiring um, all I can say is that I have been in the Aetherius Society since 1998, and I can truly uh, appreciate what Gary has been talking about, is that once you have found um, a spiritual master, uh, a master who has proven to you 
that he, what he's saying to you, that his teachings are absolutely true. Once he has proved that to you, then do follow that master. Because uh, he is giving you great wisdom, just as uh, Dr. George King has given great wisdom through his teachings. And also, he acted as a channel of uh, beings from other worlds, as we call them, cosmic masters. Uh, while, um, since he founded the Ethereum Society in 1954. So, uh, the Ethereum Society is a wonderful organization um, that anyone is able to uh, join in with the practices that are contained within the Realizing a Potential book, the King Yoga book, uh, with many, many practices given by Dr. George King, and also cosmic masters that will help us along the path of our uh, spiritual development and uh, upon the path of our evolution. And um, until uh, Christian Gary can come back, and I thought it would be wonderful to take an extract from this great book called The Nine Freedoms, uh, this is, um, those who are new to this book, uh, it was channeled by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. George King. And there are nine major paths that we will all have to take, regardless of our religious beliefs. Uh, we will all have to take these major, major paths. And I would just like to read out to you what this um, nine steps are. So first of all is bravery. Then we have love. Then we have service, which is the third path. And I would like to take an extract from service. And this one was delivered, as I mentioned, by Mars Sector 6 on February the 22nd, 1961. And in fact, I'm going to read out the uh, whole transmission from this book because it is just truly inspiring and it is in line with today's Aetherius Radio Live. This is Mars Sector 6 from Satellite Number 3, now in orbit Neptune. The third freedom will be service. Freedom from selfishness is service. In these days, there is much service which is vitally important to terror. There are few service. Service is a culmination of experiences which denote the server as being on the ladder of evolution, firmly on this ladder. Those who have a yearning desire to serve, and indeed are doing so, are those who have slain selfishness, are those who are gradually overcoming their lower materialistic aspects. Sometimes slowly, but nevertheless surely, advancing towards enlightenment. In these days upon terror, it is selfless action called service, which will count in your initiations of tomorrow. Your service to others will be known, and you will judge yourself accordingly. If you would burn up your lower karmic aspects, you would serve. If you would at this very moment begin to build tomorrow's temple upon the sure foundations of today's right action, you would serve. 
if you would be free from the materialistic prison cunningly devised to enslave you, you would serve. If you would be detached from your own petty worries, you would serve. If you would enjoy better health, you would serve. If you would prepare yourself for the new world, you would serve. Service is indeed a glorious undertaking. It is lasting. For every act of service is written in everlasting letters of fire in the Akashic Book. When you walk into the hall of self-judgment, you will read what your own hand has written upon these pages, and by the immutable law of karma, you will accordingly set limitation upon your rebirth. Break away from your own troubles by concentrating upon the sufferings of others. Serve in the great spiritual battle, and you can walk with head high and stand in any hall unafraid to read what be written there. The greatest yoga is service. The greatest religion is service. The greatest act is that act done in service. Kill possession. Transmute selfishness into service for others. A new reward will come. Enlightenment, like the break of dawn upon the darkest night, will cast the shadows of this night before it. Serve, and you will become enlightened. Serve, and you will be practicing true, selfless love. Serve, and the mighty power of Kundalini will rise in natural, unforced fashion upon the chakra jewel in your higher bodies. In will pour inspiration, and you will be standing on the verge of initiation into adeptship. There are no words great enough to describe the wonder of service, and no words can describe the crime of selfishness. Know this, whether you like it or not does not matter, it is the truth. I, Mars, do declare it as such. If you believe it, not today, terrestrial man, you will know it in your morrow. What is service but love in practical action? Service is the result of applied spiritual logic. It is the lasting flower in the garden of enlightenment. Service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. There are many ways to serve upon terror. Look around you and see ignorance, suffering, want, hate, greed, selfishness, war, murder, robbery, violence in every form. See how people, the young ones, are being deluded. There are many ways indeed to serve. By your service, you can help to heal those who are sick, and you should. 
by your service. You can help to give encouragement and strength to those who are depressed and weak, and you should do this. By your service, you can throw a dazzling beam of scintillating white, vibrant energy into the darkness of a suffering world and raise it. It is. By God, it is the jewel in the rock of attainment. It is the great practice in these days. One person who is rendering true spiritual service, not self-delusion, but true spiritual service to those who need it, is worth than who retreat from the suffering of others in order to bring about a state of joy and peace within themselves. This declaration do I throw into every mental realm. I would inform those aspirants who, in total disregard of human needs, retreat into the wilderness. Come you hence, for you are fools. Service, my friends, is greatness. Serve and be great may be everlasting. All transmissions now discontinued. Absolutely beautiful, truly inspiring words by Mass Sector 6. And of course, uh, Dr. George King gives commentaries on each blessing. I mentioned the first three uh, blessings. And of course, it continues into the, the rather freedom. The fourth freedom is enlightenment. Then it moves on into the fifth freedom, which is cosmic consciousness. And our journey through evolution, through experience upon this planet continues until we reach the sixth step, the sixth freedom, ascension. And of course we are here on this planet only for one reason, and that is to learn all the lessons that we have to learn. If we look at Earth as a classroom with different uh, levels of advancement, and life after life we come back here onto this physical realm to continue our experience cycle until we reach the very final initiation that this earth has to offer us, which is ascension. And then we'll be able to move on onto another planet to gain further experience, different set of experiences, or indeed stay on this world in an age, ageless or ascended body. And uh, many of you, I'm sure, have heard of the spiritual hierarchy of Earth or the Great White Brotherhood. And from Ascension, in fact, there is a wonderful description of Ascension in the Nine Freedoms, and from Ascension, the next step, the Seventh Freedom, is interplanetary existence. 
Again, Mars sector 6 gives us a wonderful, truly enlightening um, description of this state. Then it moves on into Saturnian existence, which is the eighth freedom. And the final one in this book, and as far as this solar system is concerned, the ninth freedom is solar existence. So these are the nine major steps that we all have to take, regardless of our uh, religious beliefs. And it's really entirely up to us, up to each individual on this earth, how long each, st each step, how long this journey into ascension will take us. As Gary mentioned earlier, some might uh, take this journey quicker than others. But everyone, every single individual, every single person is going through an experience cycle. Not only on this earth, but also throughout the whole of creation. Everything in creation is going through an experience cycle. Within the mighty confines of karma, the great law of karma, there is nothing outside of it. So there are many ways we can um, speed up our journey, if you like, and that is to go within, turn within, because within us is the spark of divinity, of spark of God, and this contains, this spark is our closest link to God. And if you, we go within often enough, we'll find the answers to all our questions because within us is the all-knowledge space. And it's quite reassuring because often in life we go through many trials and... Um, Chrissy's Chris is on the line as a guest. And... Sorry, um, I've just been told that Chrissy now is uh, on the line. So I'm Hello. glad to say now Chrissy's on the line. Hello, now we're Hello. back again online. I'm just uh, because I've told the listeners that you had a power cut. So I've uh, taken an extract from the uh, Nine Freedoms and I read out the full uh, freedom on service. So now I hand Wonderful. you back Fantastic. Uh, to you. Thank you both to, to, to the listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much, Noemi. And we had a, a rare power cut in the middle of the radio show in a nice sunny day, no reason for it whatsoever. So deep apologies for that. We have gone to another phone. And so we'll just carry on. Um, thank you, Noemi, for reading about service. And we're going to carry on now talking about King Yoga, which Gary was going to uh, start by talking about pranayama. Oh, no, we're going to have to skip some things, Chrissy, in order to fit in what we need to do. Okay. Um, but the, um, the important thing is uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, the nani or the, the wisdom aspect of king yoga. And um, we know that the spiritual wisdom teachings uh, that we have access to with king yoga uh, are immensely profound and life-changing in a very, very positive way, if they're put into practice. 
But if we think about it, nothing is only one life changing. If we think about it, what we achieve through our King Yoga practice, uh, the shifts in consciousness that the Nani brings, the wisdom, we see that the spiritual wisdom is actually lifetimes altering. And we've been told that the greatest gift that we can receive is wisdom or spiritual proof, proof, uh, spiritual truth, the proof of spiritual truth. Say that fast five times. Um, but I want to re- it'd be good to remind ourselves something the Master said about the giving of wisdom and, and how deeply and profound it is and how it can actually uh, uh, limit people who give it. And I'm paraphrasing this, but the Master said that as long as we hold wisdom within us, locked away in the vault of our mind, and I believe he used those exact <coughs> words, it can begin to grow. It's like a seed that begins to gemin- uh, germinate. This wisdom begins to grow. Other deductions can happen without even thinking about it. The longer that we hold on to this wisdom within the vault of the mind, the more powerful it can be for us personally. But then he said, but when we give this wisdom to others, we share it. This vault within the mind is opened, and it's like throwing flour into a strong wind, and it's gone. And um, so you know, the, the teacher never has, uh, the teacher has lost that seed within uh, that it's going to be germinating from. So when we receive wisdom from a great teacher, um, we're very fortunate. And um, one thing that is a constant and presented in many varied ways is that we are divine spirit, or we have been reminded that ye are gods. And it's something that we've heard time and time and time again, uh, is it not? Um, But I just want to uh, touch on one aspect of the the Nani. And it's sort of of from a class that Christy and I are slowly putting together, as she mentioned earlier, and one we call Meditation on Oneness, the Search for the Divine Within. Uh, found within King Yoga. Remember the Master said this recently, well, he said a long time ago, that we are spirit. And there isn't a metaphysical student in the world who hasn't heard this over and over and over again. Isn't it true? Uh, We've heard it. I am spirit. I am one with God. And it's been like a mantra that's uh, been said time and time and time again. But we are, we have to realize that we're not our body, we are not our mind, we're not our emotions. We know bullets cannot pierce us. The divine self, the lasting self, fire cannot burn the divine spirit. We have never been born. That's an interesting thought, mind-boggling, and we will never die. And um, the Master went on to say that uh, that repetition, I am divine spirit, I am one with God, is, very, is, is a very good one. And he said there are very, very few people, even in this movement, who really, deeply, genuinely believe it. That, that's, I want to say that you're wrong, Gary, but it's kind of hard to believe that people in this movement, people on the spiritual path, consciously on the path, don't really believe that they are an aspect of, of the divine that they have within them this 
spark of the divine. Is that what you mean by that? Well, I think that's what the master said, uh, not me. And um, what I mean by that, my interpretation of it is that I think the lower self, our basic self, is, is, is quite smart. And it's happy, for us, it's happy for us to remain as we are. It is in control as we are. And I also think that in some way, on some level in the consciousness or deep recesses of our mind, uh, we're sort of like, like who we have been most of our lives. And we sort of like the comfort of Joe, Johnny Jones, Susie Smith, uh, and the thought that we're actually not that and that we're spirit is, can be uh, debilitating for people. And I think the mind is very clever that when we're presented with spiritual wisdom, that if it's allowed to take root deep within our consciousness and grow in strength, the basic self knows a positive change should happen at some point, and it will lose control. So it gives us a taste of the wisdom. It lets it run on the surface, and we feel contented. I am divine spirit. And... Um, but it's not allowed to deeply, deeply penetrate in order to affect change. And the Master went on to say there are fewer still who really and genuinely know it. Why? Because they haven't worked hard enough at it. You haven't demonstrated to the lower selves that they are spirit. And something along those lines what I recommend is the simple self-assessments. Is one, we should be brutally honest, brutally honest and ask ourselves what am I currently doing to prove to the lower self that in fact I am not divine spirit what are we doing to prevent ourselves from understanding and deeply appreciating and knowing that we're divine spirit we're self-sabotage ourselves if we're really honest in so many different ways and then conversely ask ourselves how can I be more effective in working to prove, to prove to our lower self that I am divine spirit, that I am linked with the one and only source of creation in the whole macrocosmic system, the absolute. And with these two things, we can define what are we doing to limit ourselves and what we can do proactively in our thoughts, in our actions, in our approach to uh, begin to more deeply prove to our divine self that we are spirit. And um, it's interesting that the master, well, it's not interesting, the master said these words about understanding that we are spirit and all is spirit, all is divine. He said the greatest beings on earth stated that God is the eternal simple. There is only one God and nothing else. And if you meditate on this, he said, Friends, you can advance 20 lives before tomorrow morning. And I guarantee if you really realize that's what that statement means, that will happen if you really realize that there is nothing else but God. And uh, I do want to say something that I love. We're sort of crunched for time. Forgive us for talking a little bit fast and moving in different directions. Uh, this is lovely from Swami Sivananda. Along what we've been saying, what the Master said, if you really realize that there is nothing but God, deep and realize that we are divine spirit, 
deeply realized, not a surface realization, and we meditate on it, we can advance 20 lives overnight. And I love this, what Swami Sivananda said. Uh, it, was a, it says, Have you seen God, Swami G? asked the American philosopher, Dr. Thompson. I see nothing but God, replied Swami Sivananda, in the food I take, in the water I drink, in the people I greet, in the animals I meet. And in you, Dr. Thompson, I see nothing but God. Where can we go? And this is Swami Vivekananda. Where can we go to find God if we cannot see him? If we cannot, where do we go if we cannot see him within our hearts and in every human, living human being? Wow, thank you, Gary. Very inspiring thoughts, meditations even, from our great master and actually two of my favorite yoga masters, Swami Fernanda and Swami Vivekananda. So many people today, so many people today say they don't believe in God, and yet, as the Swami says, I see nothing but God. And this, this reminds me of the 12th blessing from the 12 blessings to the absolute. It is the I am within man. It is the life within all things. It is the rain, it is the drought, it is the gentle breeze of summertime, and so it continues. In other words, how can we understand creation if we don't acknowledge the creator behind it all? But I just want to say that I know Gary was going a very important part of this uh, personal development um, show was service. So I'm very glad that uh, Noemi tuned right in, our producer jumped right in and read um, the, the freedom from the nine freedoms on service because we don't actually have time to say too much about it. But I wonder if, Gary, you might say a few words um, before we have to close Have you ever known minutes. me to say a few words? <laughs> no, that's true. Okay, all right, we'll get that together. <laughs> uh, basically, you know, very, very quickly, very, very few words, if I could manage it, is that, you know, the spiritual practices found within King Yoga have changed us and can change us in very positive ways, making us more dynamic, better healers, better at prayers, magnetic beings that wherever we go we can leave a trail of love, compassion, and upliftment. But the important thing is to understand that with that, it's to pay it forward, is to transmute, is to ignite the benefits that we've gained from King Yoga and share it with others. Uh, service to others is the catalyst which ignites the karmic benefits. And um, the Master said it best, there is only one way to advance and only one way. That is to not only evolve yourselves, but also do everything in your power to help others evolve themselves. You can't do one with the other. And I believe that the Ethereum Society, and by extension, King Yoga, provides the greatest opportunity for service on the physical plane of this planet. Thank you very much, Gary. I saw a lovely saying yesterday, uh, I can remember it, on somebody's T-shirt. Uh, when I help others to rise, we, when we help others to rise, we all rise. To me, that was sort of service in a nutshell. <laughs> There was a, there's a saying, too, in the Hermetic tradition for people accepting, trying to get an initiation. They're asked at the door, why do you desire to, to know? And the response uh, has to be, I desire to know in order to serve. And that's really the truth of the matter, isn't it? 
the thing that drives our lives and our greatest opportunities, and to be part and to touch uh, the great um, healing missions and mystical practices of the Ethereum Society. Thank you, Master. Thank you very much, Gary. Um, and I think we'll close on that note and hand over to Noemi to give, I think she has quite a lot of announcements. So um, thank you very much again, Gary. Uh, sorry thank to you, every, all the listeners about the power cut completely out of our hands. And over to Noemi. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, uh, Gary and Chrissy. That was uh, absolutely fascinating. Um, and I've got a few announcements for you. On Saturday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time and on Sundays at 5.30 p.m. UK Time is our live online 12 Blessings service, during which you will be joining many, many people around the world from different countries to send that healing energy, love energy, light into our world, which needs it so desperately. And for more information, please visit 12blessings.org. That's 12 in digits. We've also got some events coming up in Michigan, if you're in the neighborhood, on Wednesday, 17th of October, that's tomorrow, at 7.30 p.m. It's a lecture by Dave Capraro, and it's entitled ET Contact Substantiated. And on Thursday, 15th of November, at 7.30 p.m., it's a lecture with Chrissy Blaze, and it's entitled The Power of Karma, Understanding the Past, Shaping the Future. And these events will be taking place at the Ethereum Society Temple, 3119 North Campbell Road, Rollo, Michigan. And as Chrissy mentioned, that you'll be able to uh, find out more uh, on the activities at the um, Michigan uh, branch on www.ethereusmi.org. We also got a couple of events coming up in uh, London on Saturday, 20th of October from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. is a workshop with Alison Lawrence and Mervyn Smith. And this will be on crystals, Discover Their True Power. And on Sunday, 4th of November from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. is our Pendulum Dowsing Workshop with Valerie Perry and Jamie Bates. And this will be taking place at the Assyrius Temple at 36 Caledon Road, Fulham, London. And for more information on the activities at our temple, please visit london-temple.org. And of course, for more information on our activities, please visit assyrius.org forward slash locations. We can also search for activities near you. And the next Ethereum Radio Live show will be on Tuesday, 20th of November, and this will be with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. And the topic of the conversation will be the 12 blessings on a holy mountain, 52 years ahead of its time. Um, and um, if you'd like to find out more on the facts and publications mentioned in the show, please visit Ethereum.org. And you can also connect with Chrissy through her website at ChrissyBlaze.com. Well, we sincerely hope that you have enjoyed the show. And um, thank you very much once again for Gary and Chrissy. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>